Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Teaching. Are you a teacher feeling overwhelmed with the negative representation of our profession? You're not alone. I'm Mrs Murray and welcome to the Let's Talk About Teaching podcast. I'm a current primary teacher in Scotland. I just got my Masters in Education with distinction from Glasgow University. And I'm an active union member at the rep of my school on the Local Authority Committee of Management and the Equality Representative for my area. We're in unprecedented times. That was the word of 2020 and I'll try not to take it into 2021. But teachers are feeling absolutely scunnered. Before Christmas in Tier 4, they were feeling unsafe in schools. We have 32 local authorities in Scotland and some of these areas had active unions that were balloting members for industrial action, they wanted to take out a health and safety grievance with their council employers because everything else was shut, community transmission was high and the schools were still open. Despite these concerns and worries, we found ourselves in the situation in January where schools have not opened. They are o- Every school is open, but only for key worker children. And so all of the other children and all the teachers will be working at home through digital learning. Of course, this presents many challenges and any of you listening that are from Scotland will know that on the first day we had a system crash and for the first three hours, no one could log on to Microsoft Teams and access any of the documents or links. We, of course, have the other side, a parental campaign, Us For Them. In my circle of friends, we do refer to them sometimes as Us For Themselves. I think the problem is that they have a habit a tendency really to portray teachers in a negative way and create negative stereotypes around lazy teachers who do not want to go back to school. And the truth is, our teaching profession is known for going above and beyond, from funding classes from their own wages, whether that be the paints that your children are using in art, whether that be the IT equipment that we're supplementing for our schools, or whether that be down to the basic point where we see that there is a need for a child in our class to have possible clothing. And instead of forcing parents to fill out clothing grants and having that stigma or any sort of humiliation, we see the need and we solve the problem. Even parents who are looking for support from their teachers for behaviour at home, sometimes the children do place their teacher on some sort of pedestal. You know, teachers have been working with parents for a long time and the truth is they work until the job is done and it never really is. We've been working to raise educational standards in Scotland and close the attainment gap for a long time now. PEF funding, pupil equity funding, has been distributed to all of the schools across Scotland and it depends on the deprivation level in your school area on how much funding that you actually received. This was all dependent on the SIMD, the Scottish Index of Multiple Deprivation. In our school, for example, we did tutoring pilots, we did these with parents, we did them with pupils. We also got new tech for our school, we had school upgrades, we tried to do outdoor learning, have more in our playgrounds, more in our gym, more in our IT. But now we're in a situation where we're not at school, we're at home. And none of these funding resources or things that we put in place are things we can actually lean on or use just now. Of course, closing the schools creates a childcare problem. The pandemic and the childcare problem does not not affect teachers. 90% of primary teachers are female and 80% of our secondary teachers are. Teachers are often mums, grands, aunties. They're someone's daughter, somebody's sister, someone's partner, maybe wife. The inequality that surrounded the teaching profession is rife and only recently through campaigns from our very vocal unions did we get 
pay rise, a 10% pay rise, that I know really was not portrayed in a positive light in the media. This 10% was not a lot when you compare to inflation from the last teacher's pay rise, which was 14%. Actually, the workload campaign is a situation where all teachers are facing unpaid overtime. You know, we work until the job is done. If the jotters are not marked, we still need to get that feedback back to your children. So these jotters are coming home for us. You know, if at the end of the school day, there's still a parental concern outstanding, we take the number and once we're home and we've got the stuff ready for everyone who lives in our own household, we call the parents and ask if we can help. Teachers are not being greedy when they ask for the pay rise and teachers are not being lazy when they raise concerns around their own workload. We do find ourselves in a situation, though, where teachers do feel guilty. There's slander everywhere. Lazy teachers. Teachers don't want schools to open. Teachers want to be paid for doing nothing at home. The pressure, stress and anxiety around remote learning affects parents, children and teachers in the same light. Digital learning, for those of us that are not tech savvy and are used to using basic IT in our classroom consisting of an interactive whiteboard and possibly seamless to do register and to project a PowerPoint, is actually a mammoth undertaking. We, the teachers, are the tools. Us in front of the class, interacting with the children and using quality questioning is what gets across the teaching and learning that increases the standards of attainment across Scotland. Now teachers are feeling pressure to construct this somehow in an environment that they're uncomfortable in and not trained in. And the truth is, many of us are concerned about our professional integrity. Teachers are vulnerable online. We can only expect so much from parents who are still working at home. They cannot be on a Teams or a live Google Meet with a teacher and their child, making sure that the child is following the rules. Online rules are insane. All of these things that we have to deal with, of course we have snags in school, but in school there's a structure. We're face-to-face in front of the children and we're all the teachers and the SMT senior management team are together working with your child. The situation from remote learning leaves teachers isolated. Of course, it's not just teachers that are feeling isolated. This is a difficult circumstances for parents to face. They have a limited amount of time and energy and they have their own jobs and priorities that they have to get through. Teachers do not want remote learning to feel that parents are taking on homeschooling. Homeschooling is an act of choice. Remote learning as a result of our pandemic circumstance. Teachers are aware that parents trying to enforce the strict routines and rules of a school structure at home in an environment when the children are used to playing, socialising, being with their family and eating is a very, very difficult task. And it could hurt the relationships at home between parents, carers and their children because now you are not the mum, the dad, the grown-up who loves them and wants to have fun. You are the teacher telling them what to do, telling them they've got assignment missing and telling them that their work is due. Of course, it's a difficult circumstances now for kids. And even when schools were open under strict tier four regulations, it was a hard graft for the children and teachers. With social distancing, masks and bubbles, no collaborative learning, no opportunities for carouseling resources, no vertical learning mixing with children across the stages, having to isolate textbooks, jotters and books for 72 hours before anyone else had touched them after they've been written on, read or used. Really, these strict seating plans and social bubbles enforced meant that it was impossible to find a balance for the children between grouping with them with social friends and giving them the quality health and well-being relationships that they desire 
as well as creating a dynamic that was successful for teaching and learning. Finding a situation or a seating plan that works for both is an impossible task. We also have the issue of additional support needs children not coping with the circumstances of one-way systems, staying in bubbles, strict hygiene regulations and unable to really read the facial expressions of the, of the classroom assistants or additional support needs assistants or the teachers that are supporting them. We really need to think about kids' mental health. Of course, that's all over the newspapers and it's all over the Scottish Government's radar. But actually, what I would argue we need to focus on is bringing children back to a school that they love and remember and not recreating school to be a nightmare for the kids and the teachers. What I hope to engage with you all today is to create an open platform, a safe space for us teachers to reflect and chat. We are not perfect and constructive criticism should be taken on board to improve learning and progress. We're used to this, the rollout of the next new thing. Dive into reading, dive into writing, MISQ analysis, the curriculum for excellence. We see these changes happen all the time. But what we need to feel is empowered to make these changes ourselves. At some point, we have to use our own judgment. We have to decide what we can control, what we're willing to let in, and what we can do to get better, because this is what we say to the kids. You know, if you're better today than you were yesterday, you're doing the right thing. Your expectations need to be managed. And I think sometimes teachers, you know, we close the door in our classroom. We do our own thing. You know, except from staff meetings, which are now all virtual and online, where people don't poke their head in and say hello, and you don't get a feel of the staff morale or what how things are being done around the school. We're in a situation where... We could all panic at home and we could all stress and we could all be really anxious about what we're putting up online and feel really inadequate about our teaching and learning for the kids. Every time we hear a headline about teachers, you know, lazy teachers, teachers aren't doing enough, teachers want to stay home, you know, we must get schools open. I mean, the truth is, we all want schools open, but we all want to be safe and we're all people at the end of the day. And I think if we give each other in our profession and those out there you know parents that are angry that are upset us for themselves us for them if we give them the grace you know that we encourage our kids to give hopefully you know we can come out of this better prepared to close the attainment gap we can come out of this where the kids are you know they have the tech skills that are going to take them into the future the truth is out of the kids that are currently in primary schools you know one out of four of them will go in to do a job in the future that doesn't exist today We have to be ready for change, but hopefully we can do it together. I'm Yasmin Murray, and I really appreciate you listening to Let's Talk About Teaching today. I hope you can download and review it wherever you're listening to this podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day, and until then, take care.